0: Last Sunday was the start of Advent and the start of a new year in the church calendar and our gospel readings at this service each Sunday now will be mostly from Mark's gospel. Mark is the gospel writer who keeps things simple, writing in short sentences and often using the word immediately. He doesn't start like Matthew and Luke with history or a list of Jesus' ancestors. He doesn't even tell us of the birth of Jesus and nor does he refer back to creation, as John does, though the use of the word beginning might remind us of that. Mark starts his story when Jesus is an adult, and this is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. And the Greek word that Mark uses, which we translate good news, euangeliu, was used in his day for imperial proclamations, It meant the announcement of a new birth of a new emperor or important events in the emperor's life. For Mark to use it in reference to Jesus was a subversive thing to do. But then the gospel is subversive. Jesus came to turn the accepted order of things upside down. The good news, the evangel, starts with John the Baptist proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and proclaiming that the one who is more powerful than him is coming. And Mark sets this in the context of scripture, quoting Isaiah and the prophet Malachi about the messenger who is sent ahead to prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Mark is trying to wake people up, to be prepared, just as John the Baptist was telling the people to sit up and take notice. The story he's about to tell is the start of something new, God breaking into people's lives again. Just as he led the Jews to freedom from Egypt, he is coming now to set them free. And this immediacy, this urgency, is something we need to take note of ourselves in Advent as we prepare for the celebration of Christmas and the commemoration of Jesus entering our human lives, coming to set us free. The people of Jesus' day assumed the Messiah would set them free from Roman rule. But it was from slavery to sin that Jesus came to free them and us. Now, if we'd heard the Old Testament reading set for today, we would have heard the wonderful words from Isaiah, familiar to many of us from the Messiah, writing to people who were living in exile from Jerusalem, longing for the freedom to return home. He gave them a message of hope. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. See, the Lord God comes with might. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. But the passage we heard as our first reading today from the second letter of Peter is more of a warning than a comfort. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, Peter tells us. In other words, it will be when we don't expect it. He gives us images of noise and fire and destruction. You can imagine those scenes of the fires in California at the moment. And tells us that when it comes, everything done on earth will be disclosed. The constant message of this season of Advent is that we are to be prepared and ready for the coming of the Lord. So how should we be leading our lives? Peter tells us it should be in holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God. And, he says, while we wait for this new heavens and new earth, where righteousness is at home, we must strive to be at peace without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of the Lord as salvation. Quite a challenge. Those of us who live in relative comfort and security compared to many parts of the world need to focus on what we can do now to bring righteousness and justice to our world, hastening the coming of the day of God. Many people in today's world, however, have no security, and even in this city, there are too many who are without homes or struggling to pay for food. They need the message of hope that in the new heaven and the new earth there will be justice and righteousness and peace. The commentator writing in this week's Church Times, Angus Ritchie, refers to those who are inclined to dismiss the waiting in hope for the new heaven as a faith that focuses on on pie in the sky when we die. But he reminds us that for the Africans laboring in slavery 200 years ago, the affirmation that each slave was made in the image of God and was destined for eternal glory kept hope and dignity alive in the midst of oppression. And it was this faith which built the foundations of the civil rights movement which has brought so much change over the past 20 years. So, what does all this mean for us today? How is John the Baptist relevant to us? The message of repentance is one we desperately need to hear. Repentance means recognizing our sin and turning around to walk in the light rather than the darkness because it is by walking in the light that we can be saved. The light is the light of Jesus, breaking into our dark world every day to show us the way. The sins we need to repent may not be the sin of abuse, though I know there will be people here who are survivors of abuse. It may not be the neglect of our own children, or the trampling of the poor. But our sins may be more the misuse of the world's resources, failing to reduce our consumption of energy, eating too much food, especially meat, wasting what we have and throwing away too much. Our green and ethical fair yesterday Was encouraging us to think more carefully about the products we buy and ways of celebrating a greener Christmas. Our environment group hopes to find more ways of keeping us as a congregation aware of our duty to care for God's creation. And our sin, too, is the neglect of the world's children. Ignoring the plight of the refugee and those who are going hungry in our own city. There are things we can do. We could bring a toy next Sunday for a refugee child, or contribute to our local food bank at the box at the back, or give time as a volunteer. Something that can make a difference. Advent is a time of waiting. And in that waiting time, we can reflect on how we could remove the spots and blemishes from our character so that we can live in holiness and godliness. Because when the day of the Lord comes, Peter tells us, everything done on the earth will be disclosed. And that is quite scary. Our inner thoughts and our neglect of those in need. And you may feel this is rather disconnected from the evangelium, the good news of Jesus Christ. But his birth, life and death is good news for us because he can help us to live in the light rather than the darkness. If we take time to focus on him and the way in which he wants us to live our lives, we can be set free from the burden of sin, which keeps us separated from God. If we don't face up to our sins and try to change the way we live our lives, we will not find ourselves in the light. Advent is a time for us to face up to the challenge of change and we need to take time to reflect on how we can do that. So don't let Christmas crowd in too quickly. Keep a holy and peaceful Advent if you can. The traditional colic set for this Sunday is relevant to this let us pray o lord raise up we pray your power and come among us and with great might succor us that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are grievously hindered in running the race that is set before us your bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.